Welcome to the Anika Benjamin Show, a podcast for the Kingdom Woman. I am your host, Anika Benjamin, and I am the proud wife of the Mr. Kelly Benjamin, the twin mom of Silas in Israel, and the CEO and founder of A Wife on Fire, a Titus II ministry where we train up women on how to love their husbands, how to love and raise their children in the things of God, and how to live a life that does not bring reproach against the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you to our podcast, and I want to welcome you to a phenomenal community of women where you will find the love, the support, and the kick in the rear end that you may need sometimes to get you to possess the high call of God for your life. So without further ado, tune in. So today I want to chat with you briefly about um, this concept of honoring your spouse. Now, have you ever heard of Psalm 105.15, you know, where the word of God says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm? Now, I grew up in church, and so I would always hear this thrown around when people felt like they were under attack or being persecuted, and it was used to reference ministers and laymen alike. You could kind of feel that fear-filled connotation of which the speaker would say these words, say, touch not mine anointed, do my prophets no harm. In short, God does not like you messing with me and he will repay. And you know what? I'm totally with that movement, to be honest with you. The Bible says that vengeance does belong to the Lord and he will repay. And in my own life, I've committed to love my enemies, bless those that curse me and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute me. Why? Because the Bible says so in Matthew 5. And every single time I've seen God handle my light work, those people that will rise up against me. But that's not what we're actually talking about today. I was having a conversation with a young woman who was using this reference in regard to an area of persecution in her life. And just a few moments later, she started to complain about her husband. And it wasn't anything huge, but it was enough that I got convicted in my heart. And I knew that I could not join in on the conversation It was like the Holy Spirit was saying, do not say amen or girl, I understand. You don't want to have any parts in this piece of the conversation. And Holy Spirit brought Psalm 105.15 to my remembrance. And I was like, okay, um, I think we're past that part of the conversation. You know, do you guys ever have those like conversations with the Lord where you're like, why are you bringing this up right now? I don't really understand. And... Then all of a sudden it like hits you. It's like a Mack truck comes out of nowhere, slaps you in the face and it's like, ding, 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 ding. I know what I'm talking about. Stop trying to lean on your own reasoning. Okay. And so, um, the Holy Spirit just began to like deal with me about this conversation. And it was almost like her voice kind of faded to black where it's just like, wah, 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 wah. And I'm having this conversation with the Lord. Right. And so, It just became so real to me that we as women of God can so often spout off that our husband is the prophet, the king, and the priest of our home, and we place a demand on him to love us as Christ loves the church. We even will go as far as to emphasize, well, the Bible says that his role is in the home, but we can sometimes get so familiar with our spouses that we don't recognize that he too is in fact an anointed man of God. 
It's absolutely true that he is the prophet of God to your family. He provides instruction and encouragement and direction to your family. And not because he thought it was a good idea, but it's by God's design. God is the one that appointed and anointed him for that role. So my husband, your husband, he is an anointed prophet of God to your families. And we as women need to guard our hearts against familiarity, where we get so familiar with our husband's flesh that we lose the reward for not receiving the prophet of God that God has sent to be a blessing to your life. In Matthew 10, the word of God says that if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you shall receive that prophet's reward. And it's so important that we as women of God begin to honor the role that our husbands have been placed in, not because they're perfect, but because God has designed it just that way. You might be saying, but Anika, my husband is not in the full-time ministry. He's barely in the full-time husbandry, okay? <laughs> I don't really know what you want to call what he does, but it's it's not prophesy. I, I Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, you know, but, but that's actually not what we're talking about. It really doesn't matter what you can see in the natural because by virtue of God's assignment to him as a leader of your home, he is still God's gift to you never to be despised, never to be slandered. And so, so many women can respect the man of God in their life. Maybe your pastor or some other lay, so some other fivefold minister that you honor and you respect. But the truth of the matter is, is that God demands the same respect for the man of God that he expects you to have for your man of God. And it's never to be in a place where your respect for the man of God creates division in your home and sometimes can blur the lines on where your allegiance lies. So I want to just chat with you about three very, very, very important things that I want you to remember. Number one, your pastor, unless you are in fact married to a pastor, your pastor is not your husband. Like I said, if you're a pastor's wife, of course, I'm not talking to you, you get the point. But for most of us, your pastor is not your husband. So you don't, and, and that's the beautiful thing, because you don't have to stand in line to tell him all the personal details of your home, and you can't place a demand on him to give you attention that only your husband should supply. And that's all that I'm going to say about that. Do not blur the lines between your pastor and the man of God and your man of God. Because you can fall into either side of the ditch here where you can begin to get, you know, emotionally connected to your pastor in an inappropriate way, or you can get to a place where, again, you prize your pastor's word above your husband's word and it creates division and nobody's got time for that. Okay. The second thing that I want to address is that your husband is anointed by God to lead your family and you will only be able to receive from that anointing when you don't despise it or consider it common or cheap or just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever you anoint it, but you ain't going, you ain't going to tell me what to do. No, that's not the, that is not the approach that we can have as women of God. He is anointed by God. That is so 
that is, I mean, that is just so amazing to know that God gave him special giftings, special insights specifically for you and your family, because God loved you that much to make sure that there was someone like, you know, in the weeds of your life, being able to point out things that needed to change, being able to address areas that just needed, you know, a little bit more tweaking than you would even want publicly addressed from the pulpit. Okay. So I just said, somebody say, hallelujah, that your pastor pastor is not standing there and be like, you got a bad attitude, Sherry, Anika, your breath stank. But instead he sends my husband to do those things. So I'm not put on blast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the third thing, the Bible gives us as wives instruction, Ephesians chapter five, it says, wives reverence your husbands as unto the Lord. That is a direct command. And I don't know about you, but when the Bible says that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he's not really into like making suggestions. It is a direct command for you to honor your husband and to reverence your husband as you would do the Lord. And you wouldn't treat the Lord like that. We'd be like, yeah, I know what you said, but you ain't nobody. Oh, girl, you better, you better slow down. Absolutely not. If you would not slander Jesus to your girlfriends or your mama, you cannot do this to your husband, your single friends, your married friends, your mama, your sister, your cousins, not none of them should know what's going on in your marriage. You have to keep that relationship sacred and honor your, your spouse the way that you would honor the Lord himself as if he was the one laying next to you every night. Okay. So I want to just send this quick reminder, friend. The Bible says, do not touch that anointed man of God. Don't do that prophet any harm, okay? Ladies, we are sent as a blessing, as a helpmeet to our husbands. And it is so important that we are not in there trying to tear them down, but we are there to build them up, to speak the word of the Lord to them, to encourage them and to lift them up in areas where it, they could be lacking. We're not there to highlight those areas. We're there to say, you know what? Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say, doesn't say that you're a no good for nothing, nobody. But the Bible says that before God formed you in your mother's belly, he knew you. He ordained you to, to, to change and impact your generation. And should Jesus tarry, that you would impact generations to come. You know, we as women of God have an opportunity. The Bible says that a wise woman builds up her house, but only a foolish woman will tear it down with her own hands. Women of God, don't touch that anointed man, but instead love on him. Be, be the helper that God sent you to be. Where he has blind spots, you cover him him in those area because love covers. And when you honor your man of God, you open yourself to receive the edification, the exhortation and the comfort that he's there to provide for you. So instead of complaining about what he's not doing, go and love on that man. Honor him as a man of God. And the next time he brings up a new idea, a concern, or sometimes a correction, or maybe that's just my husband because I need it, <laughs> gaze deep into his eyes and say, I love it when you prophesy our future together. Oh, okay. You got it. You you like literally take time. And instead, when you've normally had like, you know, the quick snapback, I want you to get, get, you know, ask the Lord to anoint your neck to not roll anymore, that you would have a strong and sturdy neck and just say, wow, 
thank you so much for giving us, providing our family with direction. You be the loudest congregant in your husband's amen corner. Don't don't argue with him in front of the kids. If there are places for disagreement, you know, you have those conversations respectfully behind closed doors. But when he's out and about, you'd be like, yeah, that's my boo. Yep, mm-hmm, that's him. Hey, baby. Oh, did you hear my man, girl? <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, that's mine. Amen, baby. So be it unto me, baby. So when he declares a vision, pull all your resources, get behind it, fund it, participate in it, get behind it 100%, and you will see the blessing of God pour out on you like you have never seen it before. Come on, girl. It is time to get get this thing together. It's so important that we as women of God take our place in our homes, in our marriages, in our community, in the world. Girl, Jesus is coming back and we don't have time to be playing these games. Thank you for tuning in to the Anika Benjamin Show, a podcast for kingdom women. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please visit us online at awifeonfire.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at A Wife on Fire. We look forward to seeing you soon.